0: Get. <laughs> hello. hello, hello, hi. Is this thing on? <laughs> Testing one two three. <laughs> hello, hello. <laughs> Welcome to episode ten of. This is the part I don't get, and I don't know what accent I'm doing right <laughs> now or what voice. <laughs> I'm Bay. I'm Jay. And the energy in this room is just... It's riveting. I know. It's riveting. I know. We're bringing you in, folks. <laughs> one, one second at a time. Come with us to the darkness. Yeah, join us. It's great here in hell. <laughs> oh my, that was a little dark. That's what darkness is. <laughs> that's... Well, what's your version of darkness? Yeah, just... that's true. My soul. And your the black um, lipstick you used to wear? Kid? Yes, the
1: black lipstick that I used to wear during my kinder bad days. <laughs>
0: Remember when everyone thought you were a, were a witch? Yeah, let's bring that up. <laughs> that,
1: that's a that's a that's gonna be a happy happy beginning to this 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 uh, episode. Yeah, you've moved on. Okay? Yes, you've I was a on. loner. I was. But you weren't a witch. People just thought you were, right? Yeah, I was. a I went
0: through a goth phase. I don't know why black face. lipstick equals witch. I guess. But because look of at the how craft.
1: many people wear wear stuff now like purple and blue and purple green. Is same black. and it's like and like people wear really really dark lipstick now and all the hair color trendy
0: colors? yeah the hair colors it's so are trendy. like crazy Man, i was ahead of my time i know i was ahead of you my time.
1: i wore blue and purple lipstick too you know well, i was just
0: i was a trend setter well, circa 2000. You should feel good about yourself. I do. Then. I do. You know, the kids just didn't understand. They were too busy in their <laughs> 90s get up, you know, with their little chokers and their Oh
1: my goodness, and their Tamagachis and, and their, their platform uh... flip-flops
0: <laughs> and the the butterfly clips. Oh my, my goodness. That was my jam.
1: I loved those. This was so oh, cute.
0: Shout out to Claire's. Still... I was watching this this good. video
1: um of like <laughs> if you it is i i I shared it on facebook for sure i'm sure you've seen it it was like if youtube existed in 1999 (laughs) this is what the makeup tutorial would have looked like oh my god i have to see that (laughs) the girl who did it was so so funny and (laughs) i was like sitting there talking to my husband i was like this is this would have been the look I would
0: have <laughs> killed. You would have memorized like that video. She's like, just You probably would have done one of those videos. She's like,
1: Lizzie McGuire, say what?
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> she had like
1: the hair like Lizzie McGuire, like, yeah, sticking up, and she's like, you just put bobby pins with no, never mind. What the back even looks like? And she's like, just glitter, just roll on that glitter, just
0: really until you get a nice caked glue on your arm hair. <laughs> and remember, uh, the, remember the chopsticks? Like people just like put it in a uh, bun. Like what the hell? was can, that? can we say cultural, cultural appropriation? appropriation oh my
1: goodness gracious but the, yeah, the, uh yeah mm. yeah anyway i'm sure the gentlemen listening to us love talking about well our that's okay apparently some makeup. people
0: listen to us um sped up so oh yeah that's
1: true i really? hear we we sound hilarious. so one of these days one
0: of these days we have to talk really really fast so that when we're we, when we're listened to sped up it's going to be like crazy we're really really slow yes Really
1: <laughs> slow so it sounds normal?
0: Yes Psych him out <laughs> It's like what happened to my machine? What is with this iPhone piece of shit?
1: <laughs> I can't even remember whose turn it
0: is It's mine Is it so. really? Okay Yeah so, yeah. Okay. Okay. You can you don't even have your, your paper here, you. at the
1: door. It's over there on the table.
0: Okay. It's over there on the table. Okay. Well, right. I have mine Get in Get ready hands. to bore me. I'm ready. Ah, you <laughs> biatch. Do y'all hear this judgment over here? Yeah. I'm throwing some real shade. Well, I can't that. wait to judge yours. Anyway. There will be no judgment. It'll be the better one, so. Okay. Well, we'll see about that. <laughs> we'll let your husband be the judge, even though he's not even listening. <sighs> <laughs> As he looks up, he from just gave me a smirk, room. like a "go f yourself" kind of look. All right, <laughs> anyway. get on with it. Excuse you. Can you not rush me? Thank you. I do things at my own pace. I apologize. Thank you. I hope you don't talk to the children this way. No, what? just your children. No, I don't have children, so and they'll never meet you. When I'm <laughs> <laughs> sorry, that was harsh. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. I'm trying to talk. Okay. 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 <laughs> Okay, (laughs) (laughs) sorry. I had I had a lot of coffee, and we're we're really hyper today. Yeah, kind of in a weird way. Oh my! All right, so my topic is. I'm actually kind of going like your realm. I feel like it's more a little like sciencey paranormal. Um, My topic is near death experiences. Oh, can you say death and dying class? (laughs) That, that one friend of
1: ours. That, oh yeah. Uh, I never,
0: I never got to take a death and dying class, but I'm sure they talked about this. So there's a huge like, um, area of study. In fact, they have like a whole, um, convention for like, um, near death experiences. Like people who have experienced it get to go to this convention? No, people who study it, I think. Oh. Well, I think some people who claim to have experienced it probably go, but, okay. but like, these are like researchers, PhDs. Okay. Oh man, I dropped my paper. Um, Okay, So, so let, there's let's there's
1: valid science behind yes, what they're studying.
0: Yes. Um, so let's let's go to the definition so we're all on the same page. Um, a near-death experience, or NDE as they're referred to, mm. is a personal experience associated by death or impending death. Uh, now let me go back and say a uh, trigger warning to anybody. Uh, you know, it, there is a lot of talk about death and dying and, like... Um, you know, people like dying and coming back to life. And so, you know, if that's something that's, you know, sensitive to you... Then fast forward 20 minutes and listen to me instead. Well, hers hers won't be any better. So <laughs> you, can, you can just stop it right now. <clears throat> anyway, um, so it's a personal experience associated with death or impending death. When positive, such, such experiences may encompass a variety of sensations, including detachment from the body, feelings of levitation total serenity, security, warmth, the experience of absolute dis- dissolution, and the presence of a light. Um, so, from what I read, in order to qualify as a near-death experience, you have to actually have died, meaning your heart stopped. Line. Yeah, your heart stopped, you stopped breathing, your brain was completely inactive, and then you were resuscitated and brought back to life somehow. Okay. Um, so not like, <clears throat>
1: wow, that accident yeah, really could have gotten yeah, us. Yeah, not
0: like um, like I you had a... well... You, you, yeah, you window yeah, exactly. (laughs) Like, when I thought of that, I was like, Oh, that I wonder if that would count, but no, because you know, you just had a little cut in your hair, Mm -hmm. you big baby. (laughs) 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 Um, but yeah, so you have to actually have died. So, to me, that's like a death. I don't know, like, (laughs) it's like your Kevin Bacon movie, (laughs) yeah, yeah, what's it called? Flatliners, yeah, exactly. (laughs) Always Um, Kevin Bacon, yeah, and don't forget the remake. I saw that.
1: I saw it. Really? It didn't do very well, but I appreciate it. Go figure. I appreciate it. Of course you did.
0: Well, you like scream four, so...
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's a classic. Your your
0: judgment judgment is off. Okay. (laughs) Anyway, like I said, there was a lot of research done. Um, They found several common traits in NDEs, um, and these common traits include a sense of awareness of being dead. So the person is obviously... They know they're dead at that time. Okay. Um, a sense of peace, well-being, and painlessness. Um, mm-hmm. Positive emotions. A sense of removal from the world. Um, an out-of-body experience, um, basically meaning a perception of one's body um, from an outside position. So basically, you're looking at yourself from from the outside. You're seeing what's going on. Like if you're like you know, at the hospital, you're watching all the medical professionals like work on trying uh-huh. to revive you. Um, a tunnel experience or entering a darkness basically a sense of moving up or through a passageway or a staircase Um, a rapid I wonder if that staircase ever goes down what? you know to the hot place (laughs) only ours (laughs) (laughs) Um, a a rapid movement toward and or a sudden immersion in a powerful light or um, a being of light, which co- communicates with the person. Um, an intense feeling of unconditional love and acceptance. Oh,
1: that's nice.
0: Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. everyone says that I've read says it's very peaceful. Um, encountering beings of light, beings dressed in white or similar. Also, the possibility of being reunited with deceased loved ones. Um, Can I interject? Sure.
1: My grandpa said that that happened to him. Really? Yeah. He had a heart attack. And okay. he was dead for however long. Uh. And he claimed that he saw his dad at the end of a tunnel. Oh, wow. And he told him to go back and turn around. Oh, And, uh, well,
0: he was resuscitated, obviously. That's hence crazy. why I know the story. Okay, so he, he matched some of these already. Yeah. Um, receiving a life review, or commonly referred to as seeing one's life flash before one's eyes, which, you know, you always hear about. Oh, I saw my life flash before my eyes. I always think about that, like... That's but a lot like to go 80? through. Yeah, like... It's a lot. How does all that all just flash? Or are we talking <laughs> about the top five? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe
1: a top ten?
0: Uh, yeah. Or everything. Or, like, my thought is maybe just, like, the important people in your life... <laughs>
1: Yeah, like like they're doing the montages on the movies. Yeah, know, like or
0: just like everyone that's important to you, yeah. you know, like the, your greatest hits, if you will. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? <coughs> yeah. Like Sorry.
1: you're making the reunion CD, right? Right. This is what's on the greatest hits. Yeah, we're, we're not the highlight uh, reel. We're not doing
0: sometimes. A run by Britney Spears. We're doing. We're doing. Hit me, hit baby, baby, one, one more, more time. time. Oh, kicks. <laughs> and uh, you know, maybe maybe stronger in there. Oh yeah,
1: absolutely toxic.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, approaching a border or a decision by oneself or others to return to one's body, often acom- accompanied by a reluctance to return. So I guess that, that they means,
1: feel inside. They have a reluctance. Um,
0: approaching a border or a decision by oneself or others to return. To- yeah. So I think they they're going somewhere, and then someone's telling them, like with your grandpa, like, "Oh, go back." You know. Okay. But they don't they're like confused like what I don't you know they don't yeah. want to go back because yeah. they love this feeling yeah um another trait is suddenly finding oneself back inside one's body um I'm
1: oh, back in this old thing again I
0: I'm like god damn it now I'm back to being 40 pounds overweight <laughs> I know right <laughs> um preach let's see connection to the cultural beliefs held by the individual which seem to dictate some of the phenomena experienced in the yeah, NDE and particularly the later interpret interpretation thereof so it's like you know christians say oh i saw jesus whereas like you know Mm -hmm. if you're buddhist you saw buddha you know um one of the um researchers named kenneth ring talks about five stages uh peace body separation entering darkness seeing the light and entering the light um and not only does the experience um give the person joy um but afterwards, there's positive after effects. People report a change in outlook on life, higher self-esteem, greater appreci- appreciation for life, um, not worrying about, like, little things in life, like, and not being afraid of death. That was a big one, because it's like, they find they found comfort in this, and yeah. so now they're no longer afraid. Yeah. Um, studies have been conducted by victims of cardiac arrest who reported... Um, near-death experiences in one case the patient reported an out-of-body experience and was accurately able to describe what medical staff did to him while he was unconscious mm. now that was the only one I could really find where they could like where they came out of their body and accurately describe what was going on like all the other studies like they even um they did this one big study where they purposely left certain things on this shelf um like in the emergency room where I like, guess the cardiac patients would go when they were huh. in cardiac arrest and like to see if thought right there yeah and then they would go back and say okay who's experienced it this and then okay can you tell us what was on the shelf but no one could really do that so but how far off to the side was this shelf well if you have an out-of-body experience it shouldn't matter i mean is that what you're paying attention to though
1: i would I mean, be looking at myself
0: yeah that's true but i don't know that's a good point i don't know but yeah, again it's, They dress them up with like a little costume a Yeah little wig. But I think in other cases Like they weren't always accurate In even describing what they were What was being done to them So um, this could all
1: just be made up in your head then
0: Well, that's the next part Ooh. So there are two big um, debates on the explanation One is the spiritual side And the other is the psychological oh. reasons
1: Science versus religion? What? Who oh, knew? no.
0: Who knew? Hey, hey, religious freedom, okay?
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. I think I've always been a fan of a little bit of both. Yeah. I, I think that there is a good solid median line on so many of these different various topics and debates where you can find a little bit of both.
0: Yeah, well, I have to say, I, I'm going to go over everything, but uh-huh. maybe just being the, with the psych background, I'm on the psychological side for this. Yeah. For the most part. But I can see what you're saying, Link. It's kind of... Why see does both. it have to be one or all?
1: Just give it a, a little mixture. A little milkshake.
0: <laughs> a little milkshake. And it, it... Well, the interesting part is there's not, like, a definitive research for either side that, like, really is like, oh, it's... Can't, it's definitely this, but... Ah. Uh, so, you know, the spiritual is kind of, um... Self, uh, you know, ex... Explanatory? Thank you. I was struggling. <laughs> Um, it's just the belief that you're entering some sort of afterlife. Um, and again, it varies based on your religion and culture. Um, excuse me. Sorry. I'm gassy. (laughs) Jasper. I'm sorry. I couldn't ignore it. Uh, Please go on. Thank you for pointing it out. I was trying to hide it and be a decent human being. Um... (laughs) They believe that the psychological explanation is not accurate because the individual experiencing the ND, NDE is brain dead. Therefore, no brain activity could be uh-huh. taking place, which is a is a very relevant point. How
1: long does it take for one person to, to go brain dead, though? Isn't your brain slightly uh, active a
0: little bit longer I than your, your heart? I think your brain can go like, and this could be totally wrong, but I think I read somewhere like 14 or 15 minutes without yeah. oxygen. And yeah. then, so isn't
1: your brain still slightly active when your heart is not?
0: Well, they were saying, I guess, there were certain studies done where they said the person was, like, completely brain... Maybe they had been in okay. a coma for a while. Okay. Yeah. Like, they measured like it somehow. Or, that,
1: like, that special little movie where the child falls underneath the ice.
0: I... <laughs> yeah, I was I was trying to find that one. You could have watched it as homework. I couldn't remember the name, but there was another one I'll bring up. I can't either. That, that, that is very similar. So, um, so the psychological... Um, they talk about what's called um, depersonalization which often happens, you know, when you're having a panic attack. It's a stress response. And it happens when those who face their impending death or perceived death and become detached from the surroundings in their own bodies. They no longer feel emotions and experience time distortion. Basically, it's like you don't feel like you're yourself anymore. Um, it's just like this weird detachment, and it's kind of like your body's way of, like, keeping a yourself... a passenger in
1: your own life. Yeah.
0: I I remember. I've, I felt that way. Um... Once, hmm. when I was like having really bad anxiety, it's like it's a really weird feeling. Like, yeah, I can see that. It kind of feels like you're drunk or something, except not.
1: I not like, like
0: fun. It's like,
1: <laughs> like not as far in that direction, but like, like you're like five flights away from catatonic. Yeah, thing, you know what I mean. Like you're about to shut down. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So, um so they're saying that they're arguing that the depersonalization is kind of that um, that out-of-body experience okay. that that you're that the people are um, sensing. Um, oh. So it's just kind of your body's reaction to stress. Mm-hmm. Um, they also talked about dis- dissociation. Um, the, dis- di- the dissociation model proposes that NDE is a form of withdrawal to protect an individual from a stressful event. Under extreme circumstances, some people may detach from certain unwanted feelings in order to avoid experiencing their emotional impact and suffering associated with them. The person also detaches from one's immediate surroundings. So that's kind of the same thing as depersonalization. Just the whole, except like usually with disassociation, like you think of like disassociative identity disorder where you completely lose consciousness. Um, so I think it's just like more intense than depersonalization. Um, and then they also, um, argued that, um, some of the, like the, also, like being able to see from outside your body, they're uh-huh. saying that could be caused from damage to different cortex, cortexes in the brain, especially, I think it was the parietal and temporal lobe. Uh-huh. It can cause like visual hallucinations, um, which might explain like why you're seeing like, you know, Jesus or somebody, you know, um, but see,
1: here's the thing: How can you hallucinate if you are brain dead? Well,
0: that's that's the argument. Um, if you got nothing
1: going on, right, then you can't hallucinate. <laughs> but I guess how do you like determine how do you have any receptors? Like, how do you understand? How do you comprehend anything?
0: I guess yeah, but how do you determine? I guess they look at the waves in your brain, but like, okay, just because you're brain dead, does that mean that this stuff doesn't happen? I mean, that's what every, people that are arguing, you know, like the people that say it's spiritual, they're saying that they're saying exactly what you're saying. Like, yeah. how can you experience this if your, if your brain is dead? But I, I
1: totally believe in like the chemicals flooding your brain and that that's what gives you that peace and happiness kind of thing. Yeah. I I believe the out of
0: body too. Like what you're saying disassociation. Yeah. association. And that's why I tell you, it's a combination of both. Well, my thing, I guess the thing that, that sways me to making, to make me think it's a little <clears throat> bit more psychological is because if it was really some sort of spiritual awakening, then wouldn't we all see the same, like Jesus or, you wow. know, the, all the same person, but it's based on what we believe already. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah.
1: Haven't you ever seen that Robin Williams movie? where the, everybody has their own different heaven.
0: Yeah, but it's like <laughs> if there really is just one and one afterlife, but we all experience a different. Who knows? Doo, 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 okay, doo, doo, but doo, but listen, if we're, you know, if we see Jesus afterwards, you know, why wouldn't they come Who come sees to us. Jesus.
1: Is he really making a house call to every single person no. that dies. No,
0: I'm saying the people that experience the near-death experiences. They're just the important ones. Like, uh, like, let's say, you know, I'm, you know, dead and I see Jesus. But if it's not really Jesus, like, it would just be... He'd be like, no, 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 it's uh, Buddha. You know, I, I'm the one you're supposed to be believing in. Like, you know, come to me. And like everyone would have this universal experience if it was like well that's where i think that it's
1: definitely like your brain too it's like your past right and that's what i'm saying like are influence- that's why i think yeah. it's it's more what's you know, happening in your brain is definitely influencing what you're seeing and what's your yeah th- what you're thinking your past experiences are definitely influencing that but who knows who
0: knows well yeah that's what makes it tricky i know and it's like, I wonder why some people experience it and some people don't, you know? Because a lot of people... Those are the people going to hell. Oh, is that us? <laughs> <There> <laughs> why was some... are you obsessed
1: with the idea that we're going?
0: Oh, you think we're not? Aww. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> 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 I am not obsessed. I made like two comments. Okay, three. Wow, would you have a little tally book? Yes, I would do. Would you like to show it's right to here? Anyway... Back to my topic, which you seem to interrupt, <laughs> so, um, you know, there's been a lot of popular uh, near-death experiences that have been in the public eye. Mm-hmm. The The biggest one that um, that I read about was this, you know, The Heaven is for Real, the movie. Oh, okay. Um, So it's actually based on a book called Heaven is for Real, a little boy's astounding story of his trip to heaven and back. Um, Is that a long enough title for for everyone? (laughs) (laughs) So it was a 2010 New York Times bestseller written by Todd Burpo and Lynn Vincent. And it tells the story of... Burpo? I know. It tells the story of their three-year-old's near-death experience after he was misdiagnosed and almost died of appendicitis. Um wow. I know. You can relate, right? Yes, I can. <laughs> uh, and later it was released as a film uh, called Heaven is for Real in 2014. Um So, months after surviving the emergency surgery to remove his appendix, Colton shared the story. This is the 3-year-old. Um oh, Colton shared this accurate s- source, it, right? <laughs> well, okay. So, Colton sh- shared the story of how he left his body during surgery and went to heaven. Colton began describing events and people that seemed impossible for him to know or to have known about. Mm. Examples include knowledge of an unborn sister miscarried by his mother in 1998 and details of a great-grandfather who had died 30 years before Col- Colton was mm. born. Yeah, so that was interesting. And then Colton also explained how he met Jesus riding a rainbow-colored horse. and Was sat, that in the movie? I don't know. I sat, can't, I can't sat imagine in what that lap like. While angels sang songs to him. He also saw Mary kneeling before the throne of God and at other times standing beside Jesus. Um, so, you know, it, it did really well. Um, the movie did? Yeah, the movie and the book. Oh, okay. Um, well, that would make sense. Yeah. But what was interesting is when I was looking into this, there was a similar book that came out around the same time, 2010, called The Boy Who Came Back from Heaven, A True Story. Um, and this was also a bestseller. It was the first-person account. Um, well, it was written also, again, by the parents, or by the dad. It was first-person account of a six-year-old named Alex Malarkey, who was involved in a car, severe car accident and claimed to go to heaven and met Jesus. Um, unfortunately, he ended up being paralyzed, I think, from the neck down. Ugh. I know. Um, he also claimed that he had an out-of-body experience, where he saw his father being lifted by angels. Um, however, in 2015... Um, Alex admitted that he had made it all up for attention. Oh, and really? He even wrote an, a, a letter to the publishing company and um, just saying, like, don't believe any of this. And he condemned other books, like Heaven is really? Real. Referring to wow. them as... This is the best part. He referred to them as Heaven Tourism books. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, I just thought it was interesting, the timing. This was at 2010, like, the same time this other book came out. Like... I don't know, part of me thinks, like, were the parents just, I like, mean, that's got to... I mean, look who wrote the book. The six-year-old
1: didn't write the book. The adult Well, same with the did, heaven for his same for with the three-year-old. The three-year-old may have said something, but it's the parents' decision yeah. to write book. Yeah, and I think,
0: like, it's easy to get facts confused when it's just, like, oh, when you're course. going through that. And of course. they probably needed something to believe in when, oh, you know, absolutely. their son almost died. Yeah. So, yeah, so I just thought it was interesting, and I think we got to keep in mind, like, people say things for attention and and you know they oh, do things for profit like there's gotta be but you know i i think it is it is interesting to think about because there's not a clear-cut answer but oh yeah um hopefully it's not anything i or you or anybody has to ever experience <laughs> you know
1: i don't know i i for me like I, i'll you know i say it each and every time it's like as long as it's not hurting anybody you believe whatever you want to believe whatever floats your boat and cheeses your cracker you know if you are more of the scientific minded or, or spiritually minded go for it you know and if you truly believe that then and that is what you feel like is going to happen when you go then
0: yeah keep yeah, on and thinking and it. it yeah it doesn't hurt anybody right and i'm not trying to i haven't quite made up my, my
1: decision no i didn't think you were I, I, I feel like it's got to be a mixture of both. I just really do. I got I think that there's got to be all kinds of chemical reactions that your body's going through during that process. And then, you know, I would very much like to believe that there is something else out there
0: after, you know, the final curtain.
1: Yeah. But I, guess, I don't know.
0: I don't know. But I, it's kind of hard to say it's a mixture of both because it's like, if you're saying there's chemical reactions, then... You, you're I think there's chemical reactions in. leading up to it.
1: Like, as you're shutting down. So where does your the spiritual part fall in? I don't know. I don't know. You better know. figure that out. I don't know. It's just a very complex issue.
0: Yeah.
1: But very interesting how so many people claim to have the same reaction, though. You definitely can't deny that that's Yeah, it's
0: definitely, like, yeah, a uh, pattern. hmm Yeah, and it's, yeah, it's it's very interesting. I think it is nice to know that there is possibly, like, some calm and, mm-hmm. like, peacefulness before we die. And, you know, what the crazy thing is, like, for example,
1: my pop-up. Like, who knows if that actually happened or if he just thought that that happened. Yeah, or, like, he dreamt it later. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because you just literally, ha- you, you had to be
0: resuscitated. Yeah. So you're not exactly the greatest interviewee. Right. You know? yeah like maybe it's an after effect you Who knows? know maybe maybe it's like the body's response to trauma, kind of like they were saying, but mm-hmm. yeah it's it definitely needs I I'd, I'd be interested in reading up on more studies about yeah. it as time goes on.
1: Good topic thank you good topic well, for mine, I don't if you didn't tune in last week, you didn't see well, you of course you didn't see you didn't hear that I. I'm still going the topic roulette route. Mm-hmm. So I have two topics. They're folded up. That's this week's and next episodes. And Jay is going to choose which one because she has no idea what she can't see anything. I see words. But okay, I can't she see can't what what they see are. anything now. <laughs> so she's going to choose either the one on the right or the one on the left.
0: I want this one because there's a lot of words and I feel like it's a heavy hitter. <laughs> <laughs> It's really small words. All so. of mine are heavy hitters. I
1: know. Oh my god. Are you sure you
0: can read that? It's I'm, a little I'm dark going to in get here. out
1: those spectacles. Do we need to put
0: on the lights. <laughs> okay. So, that is like microscopic. What? I can't help it. But that's what happens when you copy and paste. So, <laughs>
1: <laughs> I wrote some of this. <laughs> um, so when when I was doing, I think it was episode 7, and I was doing the um, common phrases. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. After that, I thought of the phrase "peeping tom," okay, and I was like, you Who's know, Tom <laughs> exactly. Who is what tom? did he do to deserve that? Who's time? Tom? Or like negative
0: Nancy Thomas?
1: <laughs> yeah, who was that negative Nancy? Once upon a time, so I thought about or like where does peeping tom come from? What is a peeping tom? Why are people peeping Tom? So this is the peeping Tom topic. Oh, the
0: backgrounds.
1: <laughs> so uh goes all the way. This goes, this goes way further back than I expected. But so have you ever heard of Lady Godiva? No. Not the
0: chocolate. I was going to say Godiva chocolate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so Godiva, the Countess of Mercia, um, who lived and then died sometime between... Ten sixty six and ten eighty six was an English. Damn. I know. I told that you it really goes, goes way back. Goes, That's even further back than the dancing. That play. was before I was born.
0: <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
1: what? It
0: was. It, of course it was. <laughs> it's a joke. I'm sorry. When oh my
1: gosh. <laughs> she was an English noblewoman, and she was the wife of Leofric um I, I i'm assuming that's how you say it leah frick so he was an earl of mercia and according to a legend she rode naked with only her long hair to cover her her private bits go for her, for her. through the streets you of go Co- girl. <laughs> through the streets of coventry to gain a quote unquote remission of the oppressive taxation that her husband imposed on his tenants so, um, this is a story that was told about Lady Godiva because Lady Godiva, apparently, this is the most common version that Lady Godiva took pity on the people of the, of the city and, you know, they were suffering and her husband had this oppressive taxation. So Lady Godiva appealed to her husband, um, who refused to take away the tax. So finally he said, and I, whoever thought this story was true, I, I don't, this is, <laughs> This is absolutely ridiculous. Her husband says, Sure, I'll grant your request if you strip naked and ride on a horse through the streets of town. <laughs>
0: Damn. So what does
1: she do? She's like, All right. Sure. She took him at her word She's and after like, that's all. <laughs> I know, right? And after um, issuing a proclamation that all persons should stay indoors and shut their windows. So this is the thing, like who if you're gonna go naked. You know, go like Game of Thrones style. Shame! Shame! I don't understand You know, understand I know. Reference. I'm saying it anyway because I know that the listeners will. Well, why don't you explain it for those of us <laughs> who don't? <laughs> they, she, this one person character walks through the street butt naked, like, a really long distance. And there's people, like, spitting on her and throwing shit and, like, screaming and, I mean, like, like, so... In this legend, people are supposed to stay indoors and shut their windows. So she rode through the town, clothed only by her long, long hair. And if you look up Lady Godiva, you'll see tons of paintings and drawings of this woman. with this. Imagine, like, a mermaid. You know, like, yeah. the hair's covering her special parts. The lady parts. Uh, I can't imagine so it was riding really horse long was hair? comfortable up in the downtown region. <laughs> you know, like, can you imagine riding a horse I with know, my underwear on? God. Up? So, uh, anyway... I, uh, this is how it connects to peeping tom apparently just one person in the town a tailor disobeyed her proclamation and didn't stay inside and he peeked at her and then he was struck blind or dead depending upon which story you're listening oh, to okay. by the side of her um this person was forever known as the peeping tom and is one of the most famous instances of voyeurism um additional legends proclaim that Peeping Tom was later struck blind as heavenly punishment, or that the townspeople took the matter in their own hands and then <laughs> blinded him themselves. um I'm sure there's part of it that's true. Not, well, maybe not I the mean, so this part, apparently but... qu- happened in the in in like the 11th century, but the legend of this nude ride was uh, was only very first recorded. In the thirteenth century, oh. so despite its considerable age, it's not regarded as very plausible by modern historians yeah. because it's not mentioned at all in any text that came in the two centuries intervening um, between Godiva's death um, and its first appearance. Other things like you know her generous donations to the church and and things that did involve her had been recorded, but somehow this crazy nude, naked ride <laughs> somehow missed the missed the history books.
0: They're like, oh, um, yeah, and she was naked. They were probably <laughs> trying
1: to get the kids' attention. <laughs> so, um, so hence the legend is probably not true. Um, so, that's where the, the word peeping Tom comes from. So, this story of the peeping Tom... Um, probably didn't originate in literature. It, it came popular um, through, like, local lore. Mm-hmm. Um, so e- they even have um, a Godiva festival as far back as 1677, and it features um, something called the Godiva processions, which is a grotesque figure called Peeping Tom set on display and it's uh, like a wooden statue carved from oak. And the old, oldest document document that mentions peeping tom by name um, is in 1773. Um, so now that we have some backstory on where the term peeping tom comes from, this I wanted to connect it to like what voyeurism is. Why do people? Um, why do people like spy on other people? Like what is a voyeur? Why do people do this? you know where does this this inclination come from so i looked up on psychology today and it's it says quote voyeuristic disorder or paraphilic disorder there are several several such disorders with paraphilic referring to sexual interests preferences fantasies urges and behaviors outside of the norm these are considered symptoms of a disorder only if they are acted upon in ways that have the potential to cause distress Or harm to oneself or others, especially non-consensual others. The individual normally experiences sexual arousal. Yeah, I was going to say it's usually sexual Mm -hmm. in nature. When spying intentionally on an unsuspecting people, the person being watched may be naked, disrobing, or engaging in sexual activities, and the voyeur may also record these acts for later viewing. Unintentional viewing of such acts is not considered voyeuristic in disorder.
0: Right, when you End see your neighbor like yeah. stripping down and turning Absolutely. Of their so that's that's
1: just, you know, happenstance. You know, like that just happens in life. Whoopsie. Curtains were open. <laughs> now, now what if you see him and you keep watching? <laughs> that I feel like is 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 legit voyeurism. Like it's it's all in the intent. Yeah, and, and, and maybe how much purpose? planning you put yeah, into it exactly. too. Yeah, exactly. Um so criteria include I love how they put that in there. Always got to be criteria. Same for near-death experiences. (laughs) Criteria include over a period of at least six months.
0: Oh. Okay. It's just like any, you know, mental health disorder. It's got to be a time period.
1: Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. I guess that makes sense for it to be like a habit.
0: Yeah. Because if it's just like, you know, two weeks of you're feeling depressed or something, you know, it's just could just be anything. Yeah.
1: Um, it has to be recurrent and, int- and intense sexual arousal from observing an unsuspecting person who is naked in the process of disturbing or engaging in sexual activity as manifested by fantasies, urges, or behaviors. Um, the other criteria are and the individual has acted on these sexual urges with a non-consenting person um, uh, or fantasies cause clinically significant distress or impairment in social occupational or other important areas of functioning and the individual experience, the arousal or active urges is at least 18 years of age. I thought that was interesting that they put that age limit in there. And you know, this brought me back. This brought me back when I was young. This is not the same as voyeurism, but I was, (laughs) (laughs) let me just preface. Let me just preface when I was young, like really young, like, like six, seven, eight, anytime we went over to anybody's house, and you had to go to the bathroom, I would always look through their cabinets. Really? I would always look That's through their cabinets. That's called a drug addiction. I, no, <laughs> I just wanted, I wanted to just, see what was, I kidding, didn't take me. anything. So <laughs> I, I promise, I, I don't even remember doing it, but I bet you at dollars to donuts I did it to your house when I went there the first oh, I'm time. I'm sure. Because I was 10. So I was, I remember being like just fascinated with like what people kept in their cabinets. So I would open up like the medicine cabinet and be like, what's in here? Oh my gosh. Toilet paper. You
0: know, you know what I do is if there, um, if, and I, I still do this. Like if there's a shower curtain that's like drawn, I have to like look behind it and make sure no one's there.
1: Well, that's more <laughs> like you being afraid. afraid.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but still, it's just like, it's just a thing. And I'm like, you're so ridiculous. There's no one there, but it's yeah. almost like looking under your bed for like, you know, the boogeyman. Yeah. I just have to, I have to make sure.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but I always used to do that. I always used to like look in people's like, dr- like cabinets and stuff. Just because you were curious. But in the bathroom specifically, because like no one can see you doing it. Oh, okay. So like, I or bet you I would have looked through. Hear? I, I, I bet you I would have looked through cabinets if no one was around, but you know, that door shut, it's locked. There's no way they're coming in yeah. and seeing it. And I, but I grew out of that. I don't do that now because I don't give a crap what you got in your medicine cabinet. Oh, no, she, she, she uses spearmint. <laughs> you know, like, I don't care what toothpaste you use. Yeah. Um, so. Did you ever find anything good? No. <laughs> no. I don't even remember really any well, of the Well, you probably were too young finds. to even know what any of the medications it, exactly, were. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm sure it was a bunch of dumb stuff. But, um. <laughs> But it's interesting how, like, this age limit is on there because that's, like, what I thought of immediately. I was like, I guess you kind of, like, yeah, cause you have a, kid, a sense of wonder as a child and then you, like, lose that yeah, curiosity. Yeah. And you learn to, quote-unquote, not be nosy. Right. Like, you know, that's rude. do right. do that, you know, kind of thing. Loose lips
0: sink ships. So it says the... Because...
1: <laughs> that was exactly. the only one I could think exactly. of. Exactly.
0: <laughs> Going back to those common phrases. I know. I was trying to think of one. Curiosity killed the cat. That was
1: it. That's the one I was trying to think of. So the causes, um, they, according to psychology to say so there's no specific cause has been determined for, vo- for voyeuristic disorder, sexual trauma. However, certain risk factors tend to coincide with a person becoming a voyeur, including substance abuse, sexual abuse, and mm-hmm. being hypersexualized. Some experts suggest that given the opportunity, many people have voyeuristic tendencies but are afraid to admit it or get caught. Voyeuristic disorder may stem from an accidental sighting of someone who is naked um, or in various kind of stages it. of undress, and then continued viewing then reinforces and perpetuates that behavior to the point where it goes beyond what is considered culturally acceptable or normal <laughs> and becomes pathological. Um It says also adult males with voyeuristic disorder often first become aware of their sexual interest in secretly watching unsuspecting persons during adolescence. However, the minimum age for a diagnosis is 18 because there's substantial difficulty in differentiating it from age-appropriate puberty-related sexual curiosity and the actual disorder. So the treatment um, voyeurs rarely submit themselves to, to treatment. Yeah. Um, Cause
0: they like it. They don't want to get better. Yeah. Until, pr- until probably it's like court ordered. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe referred by a parent, spouse, or the legal system. God. <laughs> how, did, how did you, how did Just you know? Just a lucky guess.
1: Um, when they are caught breaking the law. So treatment for yeah. voyeuristic disorder typically involves psychotherapy, support groups, and medication. Early treatment may also include Teaching the voyeur socially appropriate behaviors (laughs) Such as respecting others' privacy No, duh and training them to avoid locations where they will be more tempted to engage in voyeurism. I just imagine, like, a dark neighborhood. Just don't go like, to the beach. That's what I think <laughs> of immediately when I think of voyeurs, is I think of someone strolling the neighborhood with, at like, night. With, like, a brim hat on. And they're, like, covered in black. Like, they're wearing black. <laughs> a trench coat, so perhaps. They're, they're kind of, like, camouflaged in the darkness. And then they just, like, Ridiculous. look for open windows and like, in your backyard <laughs> somewhere. Um it also says that cognitive behavioral therapy can also help the individual learn to control this impulse to spy on others and learn new and healthier ways to become sexually aroused antidepressants, perhaps that balance brain chemicals and reduce impulsive behavior. Um,
0: yeah. So I wonder how, how many yeah. of people that are lawyers go on to do worse things like become rapists or oh, I'm sure. killers, because I think part of the thrill is that the person doesn't like it and then they're not supposed to do it.
1: Yeah, because if you look at um, the Golden State Killer, he mm-hmm. was originally the Visalia Ransacker. So yeah. he would just go through people's homes, I believe, and then obviously ended up beating people up and, and raping them and torturing them and then obviously murdering them. Yeah. I'm sure it's on that risk factor list of like you know people who ended, end up attacking people. They probably yeah, start out with something yeah. less...
0: Cause that's like not yeah, really intense. enough or they just realize like, yeah. All right. I'm going to see how far I can go without yeah. getting caught. Now, like
1: my neighbors in my back that are like my, their, their houses behind my house are, 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 fences butt up against each other. They have like been, I guess, working on their house for years. So you never see anybody out there ever, ever. And like my clothes are in the room right there and the windows open. There's no curtain. Cause it's like a glass, um, door. Mm. And uh, I just change right out, don't even care. Don't even care, because I've always thought to myself, if someone's going to take the effort to look at this, <laughs> they're going to get an eyeful or nothing else. But now they've, like, Free built show. a deck. They've clearly, like, added onto the house, and, like, now I'll see them out there, and I'm like, really? Now I have to be I'm modest? Like, Damn it, now i got to cover myself because i i always n- I never thought anyone was like out there so i was like uh who cares you know i'm just gonna be naked for two seconds while i get tr- while i get dressed in the morning kind of thing yeah um but now i have to be like cautious and now mm. i have to like be an appropriate upstanding citizen <laughs> in the neighborhood and like <laughs> <laughs> and like you know make or, sure you know hang up curtains yeah i could i could but okay. that's a bed bath and beyond trip that I just don't have in me right now. <laughs> well,
0: I hear they have some of the sickest sales.
1: <laughs> I hear they have some sick sales, too. I mean, gotta get that coupon. Gotta get that coupon. Yeah, you just have yeah, to And I couldn't help but also, um, when I was thinking of this, uh, that amazing movie... Um, thank You for Sharing? Yes. Oh, my God, I was going to bring that I knew, up. I knew you would I was going to bring it up. I, I, I thought of... Thank You for Sharing, but very specifically, I thought of... Um, because I'm assuming Voyeur's... Probably
0: go to, like, that sex sex anonymous. Yeah. Because that's probably the closest. That's the, the closest yeah. thing to, like, a support group I can think yeah, of. Yeah, like, I don't, them they, in they, that I mean, at this point they might have an actual year support group, but, yeah.
1: Yeah. But in that, in those, like, it's kind of like a little amalgam of a yeah. little everything. Right. All those spices in the cabin. <laughs> um, but that one character who's the, is it fraturism? Fracturism? Where they, where they rub up against people? That was initially going to be my topic. And then yeah. I was like, this is, I can't go down this road. <laughs> it was. It well, no, was his,
0: his was voyeurism because he had the camera the friend, the friend, oh. um,
1: that he was supposed to be, uh, so Mark Ruffalo for people who don't know. So thank you for not sharing. Is no, a thank great, you for sharing. Or thank you for sharing. <laughs> not sharing. <just. laughs> um, thank you for sharing is a movie starring Mark Ruffalo. And he is a sex addict and he's a recovered sex addict and he does very well. And he does all the steps in the program. And, and, um, it's like kind of like his little story while he's, you know, what he has to go through in his day to day and how he had to change his life so that he's no longer a sex addict, um, an acting addict. Um, and then they ask him to be, I think they ask him to be the sponsor to this other guy who is, who was, is it Jonah
0: Hill? I don't think it's Jonah no, Hill. No, but the it's guy the guy. From that, Beauty and the Beast. He looks like Jonah Hill. I, but it's not Seth Rogen. It's <laughs> a third guy.
1: <laughs> you only know two people. I'm pretty sure it was the the actor that was in Beauty and the Beast.
0: Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, he was Gaston. Oh, friend. yeah, I think that is him. I think yeah. that's him. Yeah, well, no, that's what I'm talking about. Like he, he's maybe he's both, but I know at one point he has a camera, and he's like caught oh. looking up his like supervisor skirt because he's like a med student. Oh, that's right. Or he's an actual doctor, yeah. So he was caught
1: um, being inappropriate in public, and then he was legally sent to yeah. the sex addict um, support group. But the thing that was his his major jam, I believe, in the movie, was something called fraud I'm pretty sure that's how you say it. It's definitely a French word, but that's when people go to public places that are crowded so that they can pretend to accidentally bump into and rub oh, like up a against metro. people. Like like and on in the movie he's yeah. in the subway in New York. But um in reality they're do they're bumping up against you on purpose. They're groping you on purpose. They're touching you on purpose. But they're in this crowded scenario so they can easily be like, oh excuse me mm-hmm. or like pretend that they didn't even notice. And I, so I Googled that and I was like, I, I definitely don't understand that, that scenario in any way, shape or form. I, I'm like, whoop, this is so gross. But I just felt, I feel like that one is way, way, way too gross. <laughs> so I'm mentioning it here as a little snippet, but I thought that voyeurism, the psychology behind what makes someone want to spy on someone else yeah. is so much more crazy and hard to understand. I think, and, like, something that can actually kind of sort of be explained via, like, the articles that I found in Psychology Today. Um, and it's
0: not as... Um,
1: invasive. Thank you, yeah.
0: Obviously, it's I mean, it's, it's awful still terrible, but it's, yeah. It's,
1: and it sh- it's illegal, as it should be. But, um, and I absolutely believe that it's, like, the first step to some sort of crazy escalation into, like, murdering people and stuff. Yeah.
0: But, um, well, but, yeah. I keep thinking of those... Um, <clears throat> Like, a a lot of newer reports coming out that, like, Airbnbs, like, people are putting cameras in the bathrooms. Yeah. I know. It's, like, really disheartening. I mean, it's it's not all of them, but it's, like, there's been, you know, it's been happening.
1: While Googling this, I found a story of a man that was arrested fairly recently. I think it was within the last year or two. He was arrested because he was found... In a porta potty. Like in the Mm -hmm. feces. What? He was hiding (gasps) in the feces. No! Wait, how the fuck did he fit in there? I don't know. Ew! He was hiding, I'm pretty sure. And it was at like a, I think it was like a yoga festival or it could have been a music festival. But it was a place where there would have been a lot of women, a lot of porta potties. He was in the the area where your feces and urine and all the gross shit goes, literally. Um, and he, so this woman went in to Ugh. use the facility, Ugh. and then saw him staring up at her. Oh my god! <laughs> and he, you want to know what his legal argument was? What he claimed that he went in there to use the bathroom and dropped ring. I believe it was a wedding ring too that he said, which just really makes it so much worse. And that he reached in to get it and um, then the door opened behind him. So he was embarrassed, (laughs) therefore (laughs) tucked up underneath (sighs) so that she wouldn't see him in the poop. I mean, that. That I hope no one believed
0: that so story. So it's less embarrassing to be found in fully submerged, and you'd rather in be the... urinated on
1: or whatever <laughs> to, to save your pride. Like that's the most ridiculous story I've ever heard. And is heard. the
0: camera waterproof? <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> I was, I talk about the. Could you imagine of... just hearing the sloshing? Ugh. and just like, oh my god, oh my god ugh. I hope they hose him down real well. I just like imagine the level of sickness. Ugh. Mental illness that has to be going on in your mind to be able to push aside the smell alone. Yeah, to catch or a it's glimpse. Like they of get off on
0: it. I remember. You remember two girls, one cup. I mean, uh. <laughs> don't make me go back to that Gross. place. <laughs> That's true. Maybe he did
1: enjoy that. Maybe that made it better. But like, it, I mean, like, I hate porta pot They're disgusting. Ugh. Like it's so gross and I just can't even that's I can't disgusting. even imagine. I hope he went to jail. I can't even imagine. I can't even imagine. So like that's like the most extreme version of voyeurism I've heard of. Well whereas like, the peeping tom story is like Yeah, that's the lightest like nothing
0: out. <laughs> Like she was running through the freaking town naked. <laughs> but um when I worked in Baltimore God, what was this? Two thousand twelve maybe? Um Around that time, there was this gynecologist that got in big trouble because he was caught videotaping his patients, his patients. like, when he went in to see them. Ugh. And and then he ended up, I think they, when they were, like, when he knew they were onto him, he ended up killing himself oh before they gosh. even got to him. Yeah. Well, he knew he was And, guilty. like, it was, like, hundreds of women that he was, that <sighs> he was filming. And, like, that's just, that's an extra... Because you're already vulnerable, and people like already feel uncomfortable going to the like the gynecologist, and like you don't say, you know, and and now they
1: have to you know worry about. I know. I've always heard of like the toilet thing. I've heard of that where people like put yeah it in their toilets either in like workplaces or offices or or know, like homes, yeah, or changing rooms and cha- yeah, changing rooms and things like that. I've always heard of that, but the porta potty is definitely a new step for me. I've never heard of that before. that's that's a full tilt in the other direction and then like obviously you know you hear about people like looking in people's windows at night and stuff and when I moved to the suburbs that became like I remember the first time when I lived I lived I moved in with my aunt when I went to college out of state and I was like people could totally see me through it through in the window and I remember that like totally weirded me out because I had grown up in the middle of nowhere where you probably could have run around the house naked 10 times before someone even <laughs> saw you. Um, and you're, there's no windows anywhere near your windows and no one could see you do anything. And then I remember being like, Oh crap, I have to like duck and all kinds of things. And then when I lived in the dorms, I would always forget to close those curtains. Um, I was always taught to, you know, just close the curtains, and shut I mean, the door. Cause it was so foreign to me. Like I just completely forgot. Um and then now living here uh, it's the same thing like and, and, like, when you'll walk, like, you'll I'll walk the dogs and stuff, and people just leave their curtains open, and you're like, aren't you worried about who can see? I know. But then again, like, they're inside, like, eating
0: their dinner or something. Like, well, it's sometimes nothing... I like to have curtains open just for yeah, light. Yeah,
1: exactly. But then, yeah, it's like, so they're So not do, they're not doing anything. Yeah. They're just, like, reading a book. But then or... it
0: does make you wonder, like, who could be watching me I right know. now? I know. You just never know. But when we're out in the neighborhood, I'm like, sh- I'm, I just imagine thinking in my head, I'm like, shut your curtains. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like you wonder how many peeping toms are
1: out there. Probably more than we even want to know. Yeah. Oh God, please no! Don't tell me that number. I no, would, I don't. I know. would rather. I would rather not ignorance know. is
0: bliss. Oh yeah. Well, this is the lesson, folks. Close your curtains. Close your curtains. Check your porta potties. And look at those Airbnb reviews before <laughs> you go. <laughs> if something seems fishy, there's probably a reason. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was my topic. All right, well, that was it. That's it for this week. I'll let you all be the judge of who was better. I mean, let's get real. I know mine was. (laughs) 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 All right. See you next time. Bye.